happy, happy, happy August 27th to all you guys. This is the Y'all Show with your host, John Rawl. Boy, it's great to be back here in the Y'all Chair, delivering two hours of content all about the region that we call Dixie. We've got news from across the South to get to. We've got political happenings from across the South that we've got to get to. In fact, today is Election Day in the state of Mississippi, the runoff, as you'll be going to the polls if you live in Mississippi, to choose the Republican side for governor and attorney general of the Magnolia State. We've got info on that, plus some other political news around the South. In fact, we also will tell you a new poll that's got a lot of credibility behind it that shows who the leaders are on the Democratic race for president. And you're not going to believe we actually have a tie, according to this poll, a tie atop the Democratic leaders for president. So that's going to be a great thing to, to learn when we join our Southern Political Report later this hour. When we get to the second hour of the all-Southern program, we have sports land yet. We've got some news, sad news on the Major League Baseball front from the Tampa Bay Rays way. We have info from the Rays front office. Also, we've got information coming your way, plenty of NFL coverage as well as college football coverage as we're going to hear from a couple of guys who are going to be suiting up, at least in their coaches' attire. They're going to be suiting their players up for some big games on Saturday. These are big games of the group of five schools. And both the coaches we're going to hear from today have programs facing off against Mississippi's SEC universities. We're going to hear from the Memphis Tigers head coach Mike Norvell as the U of M host the Mississippi Land Sharks at Liberty Bowl Stadium on Saturday, a game televised on ABC, by the way. And we're going to hear from Coach Norvell as he's getting his Tigers ready for this rivalry game on this opening weekend. And then in the Mercedes-Benz Superdome in New Orleans, Billy Napier is the relatively new coach of the Louisiana Lafayette Ragin' Cajuns. And the Ragin' Cajuns on neutral ground are going to welcome in the Mississippi State Bulldogs. And we're going to hear Coach Napier talking about this matchup in the Big Easy as his Ragin' Cajuns getting their P-Rows and head over to New Orleans for this matchup with the Bullies on Saturday. So we've got all that coming up in our sports land yet. And plus, we're going to talk Big 12 football with our barbecue and Big 12 barrister Matt Hermans. That's in the second hour of today's program. And of course, with it being the start of college football this weekend, you know we got to get the barrister's take on how to get the grill ready and other tips as you get ready for the opening weekend of college football, the real opening weekend of college football. That's all in today's second hour now if you want to tune in on wednesday's y'all show we'll have acc coverage plus we've got all the news coming from nashville with our friend precious harris on thursday it's sec news and more and we've got a special artist joining us in the first hour on thursday we haven't really done a lot here on this show lately with americana music and we've got an awesome newcomer in the americana format Callie McCullough is going to join us from nashville and you're going to get to hear her new single and learn more about this talented uh, southerner that's going to be on thursday's y'all show well eh, she's from southern ontario canada but she really has lived in nashville and she's acclimated very well to the southern 
lifestyle. And we're going to have a fun time talking with this newfound Southerner, Callie McCullough, coming up on the Thursday Y'all Show. Again, SEC coverage, too. And then when we get to Friday on Y'all, we've got our Y'all kickoff show, the first one for the year. And it's all college football talk for two hours. And that includes General Gridiron, the heroic return of the general. That'll be on Friday where you get to hear a humorous take on all the weekend's big games. That plus more and more previews and and kind of a insider's feel of what's going to happen over the weekend with college football all that on friday's y'all show now is that not awesome i think it is if you want to keep the awesomeness going beyond just the y'all show check out the y'all.com website check out the instagram and twitter feeds for y'all they are at y'all show and you can also go to the streaming partners that we have. If you have a smartphone or you have an iPad, just simply go to the great apps iHeartRadio, the TuneIn Radio app, plus you can go to the Apple Podcast app. All three are free of charge. Just simply search Y'all Show. That's Y apostrophe A-L-L show, second word show. And you'll see it. You just click on it, like it, subscribe. It's free, and it does all the hard work. It comes right to you each and every day that we have a y'all show or a y'all kickoff show. Isn't that special? All right, let's get into our headlines here. Oh, by the way, call us, 803-816-1170. Call or text if you want to connect and ask a question, complain, or just let us know what's on your mind. We want to know. Text us, 803-816-1170. 1170 now we start our headlines today from the state of oklahoma big news from norman on monday as a judge in oklahoma has ruled against the drug maker johnson and johnson ordering johnson johnson to pay a 572 million dollar payment and this judge found johnson and johnson and its subsidiaries that they've helped fuel the state's opioid crisis and order the consumer products giant to pay this whopping amount, 572 mil, more than twice the amount another drug manufacturer agreed to pay in a settlement. And in Cleveland County, Oklahoma, District Judge Thad Bachman's ruling followed the first state opioid case to make it to trial, and it actually could help shape negotiations over roughly 1,500 similar lawsuits that have been filed by the state of Oklahoma, local and tribal governments consolidated before a federal judge in the state of Ohio. An attorney for the company said they plan to appeal a ruling to the Oklahoma Supreme Court. But this kind of reminds me a little bit of what happened in Mississippi on two occasions. I think the first was smoking. The second one, I think, might have been, was it asbestos? But both huge cases. And the guy that's going to be running for governor, Jim Hood, I think he had a role in that many many years ago and of course dickie scruggs was the lead attorney and is the wealthiest attorney in america all because of the tobacco settlement and this coming out of oklahoma kind of reminds me a little bit of what's going on what happened in the past in mississippi with the cigarette manufacturers so more to come on this and it will certainly have an effect on johnson and johnson whatever the case may be but this consumer giant order to pay 572 million dollars in the suit there for the state's opioid crisis of oklahoma of course which also affects so many states beyond oklahoma remember several years ago during a hurricane there were 12 people at a nursing home outside of fort lauderdale florida that died after the hurricane it ended up coming through cutting power and the heat from there caused these 12 people to die 
after Hurricane Irma came through September 2017 at the Rehabilitation Center at Hollywood Hills, and the victims' ages ranged from age 57 to 99, and that center housed 150 patients at the time, and they did not evacuate any of the residents as the temperatures began rising, even though a fully functional hospital was sadly just across the street, and now this nursing home, the employees there have been charged in these dozen patient deaths. Four employees of the nursing home are now charged for aggravated manslaughter in South Florida. More to come on this developing story. Here's a story about a tropical storm that we hope will not come our way. We told you on Monday about a tropical storm that looks like heading south of Puerto Rico. It actually might affect Puerto Rico. Dorian is its name. Well, on Monday, a new storm in the Atlantic Tropical Depression 6 kind of surfaced on radars and the National Hurricane Center began issuing advisories on the system on Monday afternoon and into the evening. And if this thing strengthens, if it hasn't already, it could become Tropical Storm Aaron today. And it looks like this one may not have any threat on the U.S. because on Monday, late on Monday, Tropical Depression 6 located almost 300 miles southeast of Cape Hatteras, North Carolina, and moving, thankfully, east, not west, but east at two miles per hour. And if it did gain strength, it could end up just kind of spinning way off the Atlantic coast, maybe more toward Bermuda, but not necessarily a threat to the southern states, at least. It could go on up into Nova Scotia with some rainfall heading toward the weekend, perhaps. But right now, this particular um, uh, possibly future tropical storm, Aaron, it looks like it's going to be not so scary for the South. But Dorian, you want to keep an eye really on both. But Dorian is really right now the bigger concern for the southern states and, of course, our territories of Puerto Rico and the Virgin Islands and everybody else down in the Caribbean. A federal appeals court should reconsider its decision to throw out a lawsuit accusing President Donald Trump of illegally profiting off the president through his luxury Washington hotel. Officials in Maryland and the D.C. area argued Monday in a legal filing. A lawsuit brought back in 2017 by the two jurisdictions alleged that Trump violated the emoluments clause of the U.S. Constitution by accepting profits through foreign and domestic officials who stay at the Trump International Hotel. A federal judge in Maryland ruled that that lawsuit could proceed, but last month a three-judge panel of the Richmond-based 4th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals threw it out, finding that the two jurisdictions lack standing, I love that legal term, standing, to pursue claims against the president. So more to come on this developing story. I can't imagine that anything so obvious would be going on with the Trump Hotel there in Washington, D.C., or any of his properties, because I won't say President Trump's the smartest uh, knife in the knife drawer, (laughs) but he or any of his underlings have to know the whole world's watching, and they have been watching, and they're going to try to get them at any opportunity. And the last thing you want to do is try to profit off of your own properties like that hotel in an awesome place. I understand why the people who come here from other countries or the lobbyists want to hang out at the Trump Hotel in the District of Columbia. It is perfectly positioned. It's the old post office, just blocks away from the Capitol, blocks away from the White House. 
it is the best hotel in downtown washington dc in my opinion and that's purely based on location right there on pennsylvania avenue and and i've also been in there and my youngster tells me that the bathroom there is wonderful and i've seen that bathroom he actually said you got to come look at this it's gold and just like most things in trump's life yeah that bathroom stall was gold (laughs) but yes i understand why they get a lot of business after being and, and you can go in there and do your business in that bathroom it's a public bathroom by the way you don't have to pay to use the trump hotel maybe that's what the liberals and the people who hate trump need to do to kind of steal a page out of starbucks you know how anybody can go into starbucks now and just camp out and not pay them anything well at least two years ago when i was in dc at the trump hotel you can just walk in off the street go in there do your business and have thousands of your best friends do their business not saying you should but at least that was the case a couple years ago. More to come on that. Like I said, President Trump, he knows, he's got to know, maybe he doesn't know, that people, <laughs> they're, they're, they're on the lookout for any and all hiccups that he or his family or underlings or whoever will give them. Okay? Now, here's a story coming from Alabama. More than 50 reform rabbis from around the whole country gathered last week in Alabama to explore the state's legacy surrounding civil rights and reproductive rights injustice. And this group made up of reform rabbis from the Central Conference of American Rabbis. They went to both Selma and Montgomery and spent time with faith leaders, civil rights activists, and leaders at the Powerhouse and the Montgomery Area Reproductive Justice Coalition. And they, most of them were from outside Alabama. One rabbi, Hera Person, says, It's an awakening in a sense. I'm a New Yorker. My family is in New York. For me, I've never been to Alabama. And it was eye-opening to feel the history that you don't feel that you feel in New York. New York City, I guess. The Reform Rabbinic Leadership Organization has a decades-long history of supporting abortion. And it has released a statement following Alabama's abortion ban, reiterating that Judaism has never accorded personhood status to the fetus. Well, in Alabama, which has a certain amount of Jews living there in the heart of Dixie, I don't know if they're part of the same offshoot of Judaism, but I have to feel that at least every other really hardcore conservative group and hardcore religious group in the state of Alabama probably doesn't share the same feelings as these rabbis who've come to alabama and not only learning about the civil rights but reproductive rights and justice all because i guess of the new laws that are on the books in alabama but maybe the heat uh was getting to them a little bit there is there tour you know if you're a rabbi in new york and you want to come to the south i would probably suggest you come sometime other than august if you want to really get a little bit more comfortable feel, some good Southern hospitality, it's darn hot in the South in August if you're a New York rabbi, okay? Just like I don't want to go to NYC in January, February. I'll go there maybe this time of year would be a good time to go. Let's go to Atlanta. And a former Atlanta police officer, Matthew Johns, has now been sentenced to 20 years to serve in the Fulton County Court and he recently pleaded guilty to assaulting an unarmed black teen during a traffic stop three years ago. He'd been with the Atlanta Police Department for nine years when he was seen on dash camera and body camera video kicking a 15-year-old on Travius Payne back on September 16th of 2016. And this guy, who was a military veteran, 
getting, again, sentenced to 20 years, not for shooting, not for killing, but for kicking, again, an unarmed teen here. But the, the teen was part of a stolen car, I think. I didn't see all of the footage of this, but yes, this guy was claiming his PTSD woes in his defense, but he's now been sentenced. He pleaded guilty and he's going to go to jail for quite some time. Again, not for killing and not for, to my knowledge, seriously injuring this young man, although I do believe he got a concussion. But 20 years, this former Atlanta police officer, Matthew Johns, off to the Huskow for quite some time. We've got more headlines coming up after the break. We're going to tell you, we're going to go back to Georgia for another story. And in the Macon area, a rabid raccoon has sent 17 people to the hospital. We'll let you know about that. And hey, another chicken chain wants some attention. And I'll tell you who and why after the break. This is Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Honey, I just switched the family to Boost Mobile, and we got so much more. Awesome. Like what? We got four free LG Stylo 5 phones for the whole family. Four lines for just $100 a month with unlimited gigs. I smashed up the car a bit. And they have a super reliable, super fast nationwide network. Oh, four free LG... Wait, back up. Did you just say you... Four free LG Stylo 5 phones? Yep. No, no. Something about the car? Oh, you mean Boost super reliable, super fast network. Before that, the car smashing thing. What? The smashing deal we got? Four lines for $100 a month? No. Between the four lines for $100 a month and the unlimited gigs part, you said I smashed up the car a bit. I did. It's completely smashed. We need a new vehicle. But four free phones. Boost Mobile, the switch that gives you more. Offer for new customers only. Ends 916.19. First line is $100 a month. Lines 2 to 4 free. Requires one port from eligible carrier and activation. Mobile optimized data. Coverage and offers not available everywhere. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. This is a cow. A cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. That's why Vistaprint is offering 500 truly personalized business cards starting at $9.99. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company. Or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. Get 500 business cards starting at $9.99 with promo code 8282. That's promo code 8282 at Vistaprint.com. Vistaprint. Own the now. Probably better off on my own Than loving a man who Didn't know what he had When he had it And I see The permanent damage you did to me Never again I just wish I could forget When it was magic 
It's the Y'all Show. Our number is 803-816-1170. Call, text, our email is y'allshow at yall.com. And our website, <laughs> want to thank a guest? It's y'all.com. It's y-a-l-l.com. Coming up in just a few minutes, we've got our Southern Political Report, our weekly kind of glance at what all's going on in the world, the crazy world of politics. And we have some state political news to pass along. And we've got the, the brand new poll that's out that shows who's leading the Democratic race for president. And it's quite a shocker. So we'll have all that coming up in just a few minutes. But right now, y'all, we continue our look at headlines from across the southeast. And we return to the Peach State. And in central Georgia, a health official says at least 17 people who were exposed to a rabid raccoon have started treatment. And at the North Central Health District, a spokesperson there, Michael Horrickson, gave an update Monday to the raccoon or kitten event that took place earlier in August in Macon. People who attended the event were allowed to interact with the raccoon. It had been owned by a private citizen, but was later given to a wildlife rehab center where it died and, and it tested positive for rabies. And it says the, the Hokins, he says the raccoon didn't scratch your body one, but the animal didn't show signs of having rabies at the event. But again, these people being treated after they got in contact with this rabid raccoon again at this raccoon or kitten event held earlier in august in macon i don't think i would have gone to that if it was a rabid or perfectly fine and healthy raccoon what kind of bozo would want to hang out with a raccoon anyway and the man says that 33 people were recommended for treatment which involves a series of vaccines the health department isn't covering treatment and the cost varies depending on insurance I know that it's terrible. If you have, if you ever have had rabies or even the scare of having rabies, the absolute treatment for that is brutal. It's been brutal. One of my closest people in my whole life, I considered her a second mother. She was born in 1914 and somewhere around 1920, 21, she was bitten by a rabid dog. And, and this happened in Marion, South Carolina back in the, in the roaring twenties. And she hated dogs. She didn't want to be near a dog the rest of her life. She lived to be about 95 years old. And she had to, I mean, it's amazing. She lived, at least in the 1920s, when you got bit by a rabid animal, you had to undergo shots for about a year. And they were massive, huge shots, according to her, right in your stomach. And something tells me it's probably kind of similar to that now, but I don't know. I've never been bit by a rabid animal and had to have treatments, but you can't, you just, you can't, I I feel sorry for anybody, especially here in this case in Georgia, 17 people now have to have rabies treatments after getting around this rabid raccoon in the, in the Macon area. And Hazel, I love you. She's been gone about 11 years now, but I bet you somewhere out there, you have a second mother or someone who's like a second mother and. And they may have passed on like my my second mama who took care of me when I was in college and always had a smiling face and just a special human being. And uh, love you. Love you, HP. And uh, I miss you. All right. Let's get into some food news here on the Y'all Show. By the way, HP could cook some mean Southern cooking when I went to her house. There at the Isle of Palms near Charleston, South Carolina. Hey, Dairy Queen burgers are not made of human meat. That's good news, y'all. Dairy Queen burgers are not made out of human meat. The store has confirmed that after 
feds the feds swarm the restaurant is this some kind of is this some kind of joke actually it's in greenwood south carolina that we bring you this story as dairy queen had to oddly clarify that the store's food does not contain human meat after one of its south carolina restaurants was swarmed by feds uh, last week this happened there in greenwood at dairy queen we are very proud of our 100 percent beef hamburgers the fast food chain tweeted this out on Friday. We serve a high-quality hamburger with no additives or fillers. And, yes, the tweet went out. As they had to explain this. As somebody put out, guess what, on social media, that they may be using human meat at the Greenwood, South Carolina location. Which, by the way, Greenwood, South Carolina and meat. Do y'all know what kind of goes along with Greenwood, South Carolina and meat? If you live in an area where this is available, which I would say is about half the South, that would be Carolina Pride ham and meat and bacon. Carolina Pride. Go look at it in the uh, in the grocery store sometime. It's made in Greenwood, South Carolina. But I don't think Carolina Pride brand meats has hamburger meat. And if they did, Dairy Queen may need to check it out. But there is some legal maneuvers that have happened as a result of this federal storming of the Greenwood, South Carolina Dairy Queen. The manager said that around 930 last week, on Wednesday of last week, federal agents from the FBI and Homeland Security, as well as local South Carolina officials, they came to his store there in Greenwood. And an outlet uh, corporate inspector told him someone complained that there was human meat in the burger. Okay, but ultimately the feds come in and two people were arrested. But they were arrested for allegedly running an unlicensed money transfer business. One of the men arrested reportedly kept $200,000 in a locked safe at the Dairy Queen so that the other man could easily access it. (laughs) You never know what you might find when you go in trying to look for human meat. Maybe that was all a a make-believe thing anyway to get people to go in there and storm and and bust this money transfer business. $200,000 in a locked safe at a Dairy Queen? And the manager... Probably didn't know about it because the manager is the one telling the media about all of this. Crazy times at the DQ in Greenwood, home of Lander University. All right, more Southern food and fast food from the South to tell you about. And this comes from our friend Colonel Sanders, as KFC is now testing a plant-based fried chicken. Can it be fried chicken if it's plant-based? This is no joke. This is no human chicken meat or or kind of competing with dairy queen's human meat now kfc's testing fried quote chicken with faux meat the chain is teaming up with beyond meat to make beyond fried chicken kfc will become the first nationwide fast food restaurant to test beyond meats plant-based chicken now plant-based chicken will be available at a kfc in atlanta on cobb parkway and that's today started today i was just on cobb parkway sunday wow i would have stuck around had i known this and customers will have the option of trying to a new item is either nuggets plant-based chicken nuggets or plant-based wings with the choice of dipping sauce kfc they say that this they will consider customer feedback before deciding to test the menu item at more locations or to launch it nationally as kfc has been planning and testing vegetarian fried chicken in great britain for over a year now and the chicken chain also plans to introduce a variety of meals under 600 calories by next year all that sounds good now if they can come up with plant-based chicken that tastes just like eh, pardon the pun the original at kfc 
then you got me. I'll I'll try it out. Now, Burger King, and I just was at Burger King on Monday night and got me a little snack. BK recently made its plant-based Impossible Whoppers available across the U.S. You know, I almost asked that Burger King worker, what in the world is an Impossible Whopper? It was on the marquee outside. They've got a lot of signage up promoting Impossible Whoppers. And now I know it's a plant-based Whopper. I guess maybe soy meat, perhaps. And I'm willing to give it a shot. I'm sure it's supposed to be better than the old greasy and unhealthy hamburger meat that's got plenty of fat in there. I assume. I haven't looked at the calorie counts and all that. But yeah, Burger King getting into this. Oh, by the way, I don't know if your local BK has this. I assume this is also a nationwide rollout for the first time on Monday. I enjoyed and anyways, it wasn't bad. My first Burger King $1 taco. Yes, tacos at the Burger King. And I had it in, I won't say it's as good as that taco chains taco, but for a dollar, it uh, it hit the spot. It hit the spot. All right, let's go to Louisiana for our next headlines. And this goes, we'll go down to Avoyles Parish in Cajun country. And Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries Enforcement Agency, they've arrested a man there and cited two others for their roles in alleged alligator violations in Avoyles Parish. And according to Louisiana Department of Wildlife, Fisheries Enforcement Officers, they arrested 23-year-old Clayton Voorhees of Lafayette, or Lafayette, or Lafayette, I think is actually, uh, third time's a charm, Lafayette. (laughs) And they charged him with aggravated cruelty to animals for taking an alligator during a closed season. But keep keep listening here. They also got two others cited for violations. But here here's the here's the crux of the story. Agents they actually got a tip that three men were frogging on the Spring Bayou Wildlife Management Area back in June when they caught and killed a small alligator. And as they investigated, the agents were able to determine that Voorhees he illegally allegedly and illegally killed about a foot-long alligator by biting its head off while with both of the walkers and he was booked into the parish jail cruelty to animals five to twenty five thousand dollar fine going on there but he bit the head off of a foot-long alligator what an idiot in louisiana if true if true the others cited but this man arrested for for doing that there in avoyles parish louisiana oh i'd hate to see his teeth maybe that gator's going to get revenge on him one of these days soon we've got political news coming up in the next segment this is sort of political but it's also sort of sports and speaking of louisiana we need to put a positive spin on the pelican state after that story i just read president donald trump is applauding the team from louisiana that just claimed the little league world series title and on monday he tweeted congratulations to louisiana's champions see you at the white house and this team from the new orleans area they beat curacao 8-0 to win the title on sunday and they came out of the losers bracket they lost their first game and marched on to win the little league world series and president trump who's been in france at the group of seven summit well it appears he tweeted in response to baseball fan and lsu diehard and louisiana congressman steve scalise who had suggested a trip to the white house might be in order for the little league world series champs and it looks like the president has given him the 
and based on the sign, he's giving them the right sign to head on home, in this case to the White House, to celebrate their Little League World Series. Great job there in Louisiana for, for showing the world the best baseball in the country right here in the South. However, as I said on Monday's y'all show, I'm a little jealous. I'm a little bit angry at the Little League World Series because it only features the so-called Little League. I want to see Dixie Youth Baseball. I want to see Dizzy Dean Baseball and the other organized baseball leagues in the South give given an opportunity to get the attention that the Little League of little kids baseball receives it's really not fair because i don't have the numbers in front of me but i would venture to say 80 percent of all kids in the south do not participate in what's called little league baseball they're in these other leagues or even smaller than that and they don't have a chance to go to pennsylvania in late august to win a world series so that that's my rub okay all right let's go to mississippi for another story and this actually affects a lot of states if you happen to live near a national park but if you go to vicksburg on sunday and you go to the vicksburg to the national military park scene of the 1863 battle the siege at vicksburg you just might hear church bells ringing as bells will ring on sunday on the civil war battleground at vicksburg and at sites across the country to mark the 400th anniversary of when enslaved africans were first brought to north america and at least at Vicksburg, it starts at 1.30 on Sunday afternoon, and parks along the country and other sites across the nation will be ringing bells for four minutes to mark, again, 400 years of slaves and blacks being brought into America. What were brought in as enslaved Africans ended up becoming free after the war between the states, and now we've seen... Well, we've seen a lot of progress. However, as I pointed out here before, our only so-called black president is not a descendant of American slaves. Isn't that crazy? He is not a descendant of some of those slaves that came 400 years back up until slavery was abolished in our Constitution. Yes, so perhaps we'll have a chief executive one day become president with lineage going back to that. But of course, we've seen others many 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 descendants of american slaves go on to be leaders of our country in all facets whether it's politics in business sports you name it education and again this sunday if you hear church bells and other bells ringing for four minutes sunday afternoon across the south it's to mark the 400th anniversary of the first enslaved africans coming to virginia in this case back in 1619 not sure if lauren and stephen keys are going to be in one of those parks come sunday to hear bells ringing but there's a good reason why they may not be there as this couple from brandon florida who now reside in gainesville florida have just set one heck of a mark they have gone to every single one of america's national parks also that includes the virgin islands and american samoa and they have been on a seven-month trip to see all of america's national parks Somebody racked up the airfare, but I think it was more of a uh, RV. They, the couple allegedly spent $36,875 to visit the various national parks, and they kind of kept it all down, uh, kind of a blog about their experience. And they did this in, again, about seven months. That's pretty impressive, again, for this Florida couple here, Lauren and Stephen Keys, heading around the entire country going to our national parks, which... I don't know the number of actual national parks we have as a country, but 
got to be a bunch so kudos to them and maybe we need to get them on the show sometime and have them relive some of their favorite moments of their trip across america pretty cool george b you ought to be jealous on that one and finally here on y'all as we wrap up our headlines of today's talk about the south hey how about this story coming from the recent brouhaha between popeye's chicken and their the chicken sandwich popeye's rolled out last week and chick-fil-a this whole thing has gotten a lot of attention really more to popeye's kudos for them but a teen in Bojangles country, as I call it, in Charlotte, North Carolina, where the Bojangles chicken chain is based, a teenager there, 17-year-old David Ledbetter, he actually went out and registered 16 people to vote at his local Popeye's restaurant when they were waiting in line to get the chicken sandwich that Pop that Popeye's, not Bojangles, not, not and of course, Chick-fil-A is not open on Sunday, <laughs> but people came to Popeye's to try that new menu item. And while there, he asked them if they'd like to register to vote. And although he's not able to vote himself, he he says he got, again, what did I say, 16 16 people registered to vote there in Charlotte, North Carolina, all because they were waiting in line to get their Popeye's chicken sandwich. David Ledbetter, way to go. And here, I guess in the next year, you'll be able to stand in line at Popeye's or Chick-fil-A or Bojangles and register to vote. And you can cast that vote perhaps in 2020 pretty neat story there speaking of politics and voting when we come back after the break we're going to have our southern political report we've got president trump news we've got democratic contenders for the president news and today's election day at least a runoff election in the state of mississippi we'll have all of that coming up after the break this is y'all hey dad want to shoot some hoops In a bit, buddy. I promise. Allegra knows that allergy symptoms can get in the way of enjoying the moment. I'll just play by myself. For outdoor and indoor allergies, get Allegra. It's the fastest non-drowsy allergy relief. It starts working in one hour, helping you break through your worst allergy symptoms with continuous 24-hour relief. Yes! Great shot, buddy. Let's play another game. You're on, Dad. Get Allegra and get back to the moment. Among single-ingredient OTC-branded oral antihistamines. Use as directed. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter. The smartest way to hire. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. 
Y'all talk with a southern accent, and we want to hear your accent. Text or call 803-816-1170 with a question or a comment. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Y'all Show. Make sure to like the Y'all.com Facebook page and bookmark the website, Y'all.com, which has bunches of great Southern reads. And get the on-demand editions at iTunes Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, and the iHeartRadio apps. Now back to the Y'all Show with your host, John Rawl. Back into the show all about the South and those numbers again, the way you can connect to us if you want to reach us here 24-7. We'd love to get your input here on the All Southern Show. And this is our Southern Political Report here on the Tuesday Y'all Show. Talk with a Southern accent, Southern political accent to boot. And we have a new poll out when it comes to the Democratic candidates for President of the United States of the United States. As Monmouth University's got a poll that came out on Monday, and it shows Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren are deadlocked among Democratic voters at 20%. Joe Biden is actually a point behind at 19%. No other candidate even cracks double digits. Kamala Harris is in fourth place at 8%. A respectable poll coming out on Monday, the Monmouth University poll. And again, Sanders and Warren surging to a tie with Joe Biden atop the presidential field on the Democratic side. And this, according to a poll that suggests the three are solidifying their status as the top tier in this massive field that just saw a couple of other of the contenders drop out over the last few days and perhaps more to come. Uh, I would say... What's a, a Castro from Texas? I'm looking at you, Beto. I'm looking at you. You're, you're not getting any traction. You're not doing anybody much good at all. You're probably likely to be bowing out pretty soon. But right now, at least, it looks like the big three are Sanders and also Warren and Biden. Now, one other person who is of note is Tulsi Gabbard. The Hawaii congresswoman, she's met the donor threshold, but still two polls shy of the polling threshold after she got a 1% in this Monmouth survey. And I I bring her up since we kind of put a Southern spin on things. I was traveling in South Carolina last week, and the only billboard that I saw in the entire state of South Carolina when it came to Democratic contenders for president, it was on Interstate 20 in Aiken County. It was for Tulsi Gabbard. A really pretty billboard with her and her red jacket, and it said Tulsi 2020. And maybe there's other ways to market in South Carolina, the first southern state that has a primary in 2020. But that's just my very uneducated Democratic primary analysis here on today's Y'all Show. But right now, looking good if you're a fan of Warren Sanders or at least Biden, although it's not good news for Biden as he keeps dropping in the polls, for goodness sake. I still think look for a knight in shining or the female version of a knight to come riding in at the last minute and perhaps trying to pull the Donald Trump thing on the Democratic side in 2020 and, and, and get the nomination of over all these so-called politicos who are in the running for the Democratic nominee for president. Now, speaking of the future of the Republican side, hey, is there really a Nikki Haley, Mike Pence rivalry? And is that really going on right now? When top Republicans convened at the St. Regis Resort in Aspen, Colorado last month, this is according to Politico, they went there for an exclusive donor retreat. Several attendees said there was palpable tension in the room as the gathering's two headliners prepared to speak, the vice president and the former U.N. ambassador and former South Carolina governor, Nikki Haley. 
And I can see where there's tension. There's some of these so-called, I guess, the old guard of the Republican Party. They would like to get rid of Pence and replace him with Nikki Haley on the ballot in 2020. I say, heck no. Heck no. And a lot of people think that she's going to be the likely front runner in 2024, assuming she doesn't jump in before 2024 and run against Trump here in the Republican primary. I wouldn't rule anything good, bad, or different when it comes to Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley of South Carolina. She is likely to be a real problem for somebody on the Republican side at some point. But that's the story out on Politico. You want to check it out. The Haley-Pence rivalry heating up, according to that website. Now, more news coming from the administration of President Donald Trump. In a surprise move this week, Peter O'Rourke, a former top official at the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs and a friend of President Trump, will take over the leadership role of the Republican Party of Florida. The latest development in a power struggle going into the 2020 presidential election. O'Rourke was introduced to the party executive committee at Trump's handpicked choice for the job, and he'll replace Jennifer Lacetta as executive director of Florida's state Republican operations the largest state Republican operation outfit in the country. And, of course, we know how crucial the state of Florida is going to be in 2020, just like it was in 2016. And you're going to see maybe someone putting a lot more emphasis and helping the Republicans really pull out the big numbers, especially in the panhandle, a huge Republican area of the Sunshine State come 2020. But that coming from D.C. and Florida there with that story. Now, today in Mississippi, you have a runoff for both the governor and the attorney general on the Republican side. That is, as Lieutenant Governor Tate Reeves is in a runoff today against former Mississippi Supreme Court Justice Bill Waller Jr. as they're competing for the Republican nomination for governor. And then on the attorney general slate for the state of Mississippi on the Republican side, the current state treasurer, Lynn Fitch, is going up against the former gubernatorial chief of staff, Andy Taggart, in this runoff today for the attorney general of the state of Mississippi. And the winners advance to the general election in November. But it's election runoff day in Mississippi if you want to head out to your local poll and cast your votes. As far as I know, only the Republicans have these two races going on in the state today and now let's go to nearby louisiana where they do things a little bit different when it comes to their governor's selection three candidates for governor of louisiana have now been disqualified for the failure to file tax returns and now the ballot is officially set at six candidates in 2019 the three of the nine candidates signed up to run for governor they are disqualified after they failed to file income tax returns. It's kind of funny they do that in Louisiana, but they don't do that in the United States, I guess, for the president. It's not a federal rule. And, again, Republicans Manuel Russell Leach and Patrick Duget, as well as Democrat M.V. Vinnie Mendoza, disqualified from the race after the judge found that they ran afoul of the state law that requires candidates for political office to have filed state and income federal tax returns for each of the past five years. And now the field down to six and John Bell Edwards is hoping to emerge as the victor in this sort of jungle primary that happens in the state of Louisiana that's been going to be going on October 12th is the primary election in Louisiana. But that, of course, that field just got a lot smaller there in Baton Rouge and throughout the rest of the Pelican State. And that is your Southern political spotlight here 
on this Tuesday Y'all Show. Hope you enjoyed that. When we come back in the second hour, we're going to switch from the world of politics to the world of sports. We've got sports landing out to get things going. And included in that, we're going to hear from the head coaches of the Memphis Tigers, Mike Norvell, and the Louisiana Lafayette Raging Cajuns, Billy Napier. Both of those coaches getting their teams ready to face off against the two schools from the SEC that are in the state of Mississippi as the Land Sharks are heading to Memphis and the Mississippi State Bulldogs are heading south to the Superdome to take on the Raging Cajuns. And we'll have info from those two power of uh, group of five coaches talking about their power of five dates. And we also will be having later in the second hour, our friend, the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue and Big 12 Football, Matt Hermans. We're changing his title up here during football season. He's going to come on and talk about the Big 12 as they get ready for a big weekend this weekend. Houston goes to Oklahoma for a big game, and that's on Sunday this weekend. We'll have info on that. Plus, we'll get his take on grilling, getting that grill ready for that first game. If you're going to be tailgating this weekend, you need to listen up, especially close to the barrister. All that ahead as the Y'all Show rolls on with our second hour. Honey, I just switched the family to Boost Mobile and we got so much more. Awesome. Like what? We got four free LG Stylo 5 phones for the whole family. Four lines for just $100 a month with unlimited gigs. I smashed up the car a bit. And they have a super reliable, super fast nationwide network. Whoa, four free LG... Wait, back up. Did you just say you... Four free LG Stylo 5 phones? Yep. No, no. Something about the car? Oh, you mean Boost super reliable, super fast network. Before that, the car smashing thing. What? The smashing deal we got? Four lines for $100 a month? No. Between the four lines for $100 a month and the unlimited gigs part, you said I smashed up the car a bit. I did. It's completely smashed. We need a new vehicle. But four free phones. Boost Mobile, the switch that gives you more. Offer for new customers only. Ends 916.19. First line is $100 a month. Lines 2 to 4 free. Requires one port from eligible carrier and activation. Mobile optimized data. Coverage and offers not available everywhere. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. This is a cow. A cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. That's why Vistaprint is offering 500 truly personalized business cards starting at $9.99. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company. Or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. Get 500 business cards starting at $9.99 with promo code 8282. That's promo code 8282 at vistaprint.com. Vistaprint. Own the now. Buckle up. Another hour of the Y'all Show is back with you. I'm John Rawl. Good to have you. Thank you for tuning us in on great stations across the Southeast, or if you're listening to us via the, any of the podcast options, thank you for tuning in, y'all. And we've got the barrister of Big 12 football, the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue, dropping by just a few minutes, Matt Hermans, And I cannot wait to hear what he says. And again, thank you for logging on our website, y'all.com, and our twitter and instagram accounts at y'all show starting off this hour with sports lanyap and a native of texas kind of kind of surprises of course he's descended from west virginia royalty oliver lux his daddy but andrew luck man what a surprise over the weekend when he announced that he's going to be retiring immediately from quarterback in the indianapolis colts of the nfl and Frank Reich, the head coach of the Colts, say that the team's in good hands, 
with Jacoby Brissett as the quarterback going forward for Indy. And in case you haven't really kind of kept up with Brissett, because really he's been a backup for, for Luck, although he got a lot of play in the past, last year was a great year for the Colts. But Jacoby Brissett, he is a Florida native, grew up in Palm Beach Gardens, went to William T. Dwyer High School, and then he started his college career at Florida, where he was a backup to John Brantley. Oh, the John Brantley era at UF. And then Brissett, rather, he started after Brantley was injured in October of 2011 and ended up playing a couple of games. He got his first career start against LSU, which was number one in the country, and they lost big time to LSU 41-11 to in that game. But after a few years at UF, he decided to transfer to NC State in January of 2013. He had to sit out the 2013 season due to transfer rules, but came back strong in 2014 as the Wolfpack's quarterback. And that year, he passed for over 2,600 yards and threw 23 touchdowns. As a senior in the 2015 season, he passed for 2,662 yards and 20 touchdowns. Great seasons for him in Raleigh. Huge difference between Gainesville and Raleigh, what he could do offensively. And as a result, he had a chance to go on and play in the NFL. He first started off with the New England Patriots in 2016, and then he found his way on the Colts roster in 2017. And now, entering his third season, he's going to be the guy to look for. Remember, this is a guy as a backup, is a Super Bowl champ, as he was on the Patriots roster when they got a a little title a couple years back. But now at Indy, as the starter, he has a chance to show everybody the arm that he had back in Raleigh and do great things with both his legs and his arm, quarterbacking the 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 horseshoes is their nickname the indianapolis colts of the nfl but tough news for andrew luck we wish him all the best and i heard somebody mention this hey you don't criticize andrew luck you haven't walked in his shoes you have no idea what it's like to be an nfl quarterback sure you make lots of money and you're famous and people want to give you things that's all good but the bad is he is a living proof of man those guys get especially quarterbacks assaulted on the field in practice and he has to go to some kind of treatment every day and been going to treatment in the off season during the season remember two years ago he pretty much i think he missed the entire season due to injury came back last year as great as that was but ended up not making to the super bowl and it's tough Uh, and that's why this guy and you know you know about concussions and that's not just for quarterbacks it's for any position player in the nfl we wish him well. We really do. That's both Andrew Luck and Jacoby Brissett, now the quarterback, the heir apparent for Luck there at Indy. And I'm sure they're going to be making moves. I think I saw Chad Kelly, the former Clemson and Mississippi Landshark quarterback, has signed some kind of deal with the Colts to be a backup to Brissett. I'm sure more changes will happen here as all NFL teams have to get their roster down to 53 by this weekend. This week marks the final preseason game, and then the NFL opens its season next week. I think it got a Thursday night game, and then most of the teams will be playing on the Sunday of next weekend, the first true season, that first Sunday, the first real Sunday. (laughs) I guess Sunday coming up is going to be the first real Sunday in the month of September, but I'm talking like a week later. September 8th is the first real week one of the national football league let's go over to the major league ranks major league baseball that is and the original owner of the tampa bay devil rays vince namoli has now died at the age of 81 
the Devil Rays, now the Tampa Bay Rays, said Monday that he died on Sunday nearly five years after being diagnosed with an uncommon brain disorder. And the businessman from Tampa did part of unsuccessful bids to purchase and relocate the Seattle Mariners and the San Francisco Giants. But he got the AL expansion franchise in 95 that began play as the Devil Rays back in 1998. And Namoli ended the Tampa Bay's region's two-decade-long pursuit to join the Major League Baseball ranks when he got the team. He ended up selling the Devil Rays to a group led by current Rays principal Stuart Sternberg back in 2004 and relinquished control after the 2005 season. But going to miss him there if you are a fan of Tampa sports. Again, the original owner of the Tampa Bay Rays, Vince Namoli, dead at the age of 81. And the race, in my opinion, got off to a little bit better start than their football counterparts there in Tampa Bay. The Buccaneers, who didn't win a single game their first year. I think they only won one game the following year back in the 70s. Texas Longhorn, let's go to college football news. Longhorn sophomore receiver Joshua Moore has been suspended for the season opener on Saturday at DKR. Uh, against that game's against Louisiana Tech. Tom Herman announced this on Monday as Joshua Moore faces misdemeanor gun charges after police arrested him back in July for allegedly carrying a loaded pistol without a license. He's practiced with the team throughout training camp and has a court date scheduled for September 23rd. He, Coach Herman did not clarify whether Moore's suspension is just one game or multiple games, but said he hopes to have an update next week because Things could change. Moore was the number 45 prospect in the 2018 ESPN 300. He caught seven passes for 53 yards last season, and he's going to be missed. However, against Louisiana Tech, I think the Horns will be okay without Joshua Moore come Saturday, or uh, this game Saturday, that's right. Oklahoma and Houston play Sunday, and your Monday night game this year, the Labor Day night, what would normally be Monday night football NFL style, but on Labor Day night, it's Notre Dame and Louisville this year. So fun times. Is Louisville going to be a force? They were one of the worst teams in all of college football. And last year, Notre Dame had one of the best seasons they've had in a long time, played in the Cotton Bowl against the Clemson Tigers and got shut down pretty bad there. But yeah, that's the, the big Labor Day barnstormer here this year in college football north carolina is going to start a freshman at qb sam howell this is a guy i think was heading to florida state last year and decided to trans or he's an in-state product and decided at the last minute to suit up with mac brown at north carolina and yes this true freshman is going to start at qb against the south carolina gamecocks when the heels and the gamecocks get together in charlotte at bank of america stadium on saturday Sam Howell listed number one on the depth chart that came out on Monday. He'll be the first true freshman quarterback to start a season opener in a very colorful and very, I guess, noted school history. UNC really has had some great quarterbacks. Got one quarterback in the Chicago Bears right now, but he's the first true freshman quarterback to start for North Carolina to start a season. Sam Howell. The ESPN 300 prospect was a, a long time FSU commit until Coach Mac Brown flipped him after taking over the Hills. He enrolled in January and after competing with Jace Rudder and Cade Fortin during the spring and early fall, Howell earned first team reps last week. He's from Monroe, North Carolina, just outside of Charlotte, where he set the North Carolina high school state record for total career yards, 
17,036 yards last year. What an amazing number there, Sam Howell. And is he going to help North Carolina be great again on the football field? Remember, I was really disappointed in Coach Fedora, who went in there to Chapel Hill from Southern Miss. I mean, he he actually had that program in the ACC championship within, what, two years in Chapel Hill? And they fought hard against Clemson. They had a chance to win the ACC championship about five years ago. And then the wheels fell off of the UNC football program. And I don't know what happened. I don't even know what happened to Larry Fedora. Love to get us a Larry Fedora sighting if you if you happen to know where he is. All right, let's talk about some games going on this weekend. Let's hear some coaches involved in games this weekend. And let's give the group of five some love, okay? This Saturday at the Liberty Bowl, this game's going to be televised on ABC at high noon as the Memphis Tigers go, Tigers go. For the first time in a couple of years, they're arch rival i will i'll just go ahead and call it that they hate this team more than anybody the mississippi land sharks travel up from oxford for a game at liberty bowl memorial stadium and we're gonna see a great hot crazy game plot lots of blue lots of red it's gonna be awesome there in memphis for this matchup and the tigers head coach mike norville had a press conference earlier in the week let's go hear from the u of m coach get ready his team ready to face off against coach matt luke and the sharks i'm, I'm excited about this game and i'm excited about this game because of what it means to our city what, it, what the opportunity is going to uh, mean for for our football team uh at, at the end of the day this this is a huge game for us because it's the first game it, it doesn't matter who we'd be playing in game one uh, i'd be excited about it uh we know that we're gonna have to be we're gonna have to be on point and uh you know if we don't play at a high level uh it, it's we will definitely get exposed because this is a quality team that's uh, that's got a, a bunch of good players on it, and uh, you know they, they're they're very capable of of, of you know uh, showcasing what our weaknesses are if we do not operate at a at a very high level. So, uh, but I mean, this is a game you want to play, and when you're when you're here at the University of Memphis, uh, you look forward to the challenge. And every day, these kids they have to come here and they've got to work. Uh, they might not have uh, you know every resource in the world. We we tried to we've tried to provide them with a, with a lot of things, but man, their 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 work ethic, their toughness, uh, you know, just kind of that mentality is what makes our 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 city and our our program a great one. And uh, you know, we're excited about the the opportunity to be able to do it on national TV. 11 o'clock kickoff and it's gonna it's gonna be a lot of fun mike norvell head coach of the memphis tigers his tigers get ready to take on rival mississippi on saturday game again televised on abc from the liberty bowl the tigers and the sharks first time they've got together in several years a very contentious crowd there and we'll see who emerges memphis has been on the rise in recent years and coach luke man i'm telling you things have not been good in shark country since they've introduced tony the land shark and even going back to the black bear before that colonel reb come back and save the day okay that's what's going on in memphis now that's mississippi's northern school in the sec mississippi's southern sec school the mississippi state bulldogs they're going to be going south on saturday and at the same time that game kicks off in memphis there's a game kicking off at the mercedes-benz superdome a lot more comfortable there <laughs> as mississippi state goes to face the sunbelt conferences louisiana lafayette raging cajuns and this is going to be a neutral site game unlike the memphis mississippi game as state and the cajuns are going to be cooking up some good football we hope this game televised on espnu at high noon come saturday 
And the head coach, the relatively new head coach of the Raging Cajuns, Coach Billy Napier, took time to talk about the matchup on Monday. Let's go to Lafayette and hear what he has to say about the Dogs and the Cajuns. We got guys that could play on their team. You know, they probably got some guys, you know, that maybe couldn't play on our team, you know. So um, we don't look at it that way. I mean, I, I don't I don't care who we play or where we play. I mean, um, you know, I think that it, it's about us controlling what we can control as we prepare, you know, and then we're going to compete. We're going to put the ball down and we're going to cut it loose play after play. And, um, you know, it, it happens to be a really good – opponent a formidable opponent we've got tons of respect for and um, I think the big thing for us is what type of preparation are we going to have between now and then so that we can play with confidence we can play fast uh, we can communicate at a high level in that type of setting uh, and respond the right way and make the necessary adjustments the former quarterback of the Furman Paladins of the Southern Conference and now the head coach of the Louisiana Lafayette Raging Cajuns entering his second season in Lafayette. Last year, the Cajuns were 7-7 seven and seven overall. And this Saturday, they get the 2019 started uh, off against a big team from the SEC, the Mississippi State Bulldogs at Mercedes-Benz Superdome in New Orleans. And that is our uh, – what a great segue. That is our sports lanyard where we look at all things sports, and hey, when you're talking about the Raging Cajuns and Lafayette and New Orleans, pretty good name, don't you think? Well, when we come back, we're going to keep college football talk going as the barbecue barrister transitions into the Big 12 barrister. Matt Hermans is up next to talk about the Big 12's games this weekend, and we'll get that old boy to tell us a little bit about how you can get your grill ready for Saturday if you're going to be in a parking lot. Or maybe you got the premium tailgate section at your favorite college. He's going to give us some pointers as we kind of get back into tailgating mode this weekend. All that ahead on Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. <coughs> now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief on symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table... Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. (sighs) For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Honey, I just switched the family to Boost Mobile and we got so much more. Awesome. Like what? We got four free LG Stylo 5 phones for the whole family. Four lines for just $100 a month with unlimited gigs. I smashed up the car a bit. And they have a super reliable, super fast nationwide network. Whoa, four free LG... Wait, back up. Did you just say you... Four free LG Stylo 5 phones? Yep. No, no. Something about the car? Oh, you mean Boost super reliable, super fast network. Before that, the car smashing thing. What? The smashing deal we got? Four lines for $100 a month? No. Between the four lines for $100 a month and the unlimited gigs part, you said I smashed up the car a bit. I did. It's completely smashed. We need a new vehicle. But for free phones. Boost Mobile, the switch that gives you more. Offer for new customers only. Ends 916.19. First line is $100 a month. Lines 2 to 4 free. Requires one port from eligible carrier and activation. Mobile optimized data. Coverage and offers not available everywhere. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. 
This is a cow, a cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. That's why Vistaprint is offering 500 truly personalized business cards starting at $9.99. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. Get 500 business cards starting at $9.99 with promo code 8282. That's promo code 8282 at vistaprint.com. Vistaprint. Own the now. Back into y'all. It is the show all about the Southeast. And we've got our barrister of Big 12 football and grilling from time to time on with us. It's Matt Herman's joining us here as we get you ready for the weekend. All right, come Saturday in Big 12 football, the debut of the Mad Hatter, KU Rock Chalk host, Indiana State Sycamores. Going to Lawrence, Matt Herman, your thoughts on the Mad Hatter and his debut? Well, I will say this. I think uh, – Les Miles, by the way, if you're not keeping score at home. (laughs) That's right. We're not talking Alice in Wonderland, although uh, the game plan, who knows? We'll see how that goes. But, uh, yeah, I think the most exciting thing I've seen so far is maybe the commercials with Les Miles dancing around, which is uh, hilarious. But I think think this may be the – the top attended uh, Kansas game of the year. It's the opener, um, you know, Les Miles debut. I mean, it's the biggest name. What's the biggest thing to happen to, to Kansas football since uh, BCS bowls about a decade and or more ago. So I don't know how the season's going to be. I'm a, I'm a fan of the, the hats as they call them. And uh, I think he will actually uh, bring Kansas back. I think he'll be able to recruit, you know, at a, at a, respectable level uh due to the skins on the wall but you know i think uh, i think indiana state and kansas just the way those programs are i think it's going to be a good game i think it'll be a battle there in lawrence i think they'll have it'll be well attended because uh, there will be kind of this big name honestly less miles is bigger than the kansas program so um he will be something to see and it takes quite a bit to get to get the uh the fan the Kansas fans are great, but they're again they're basketball centric, and they, but they will. Whoa, whoa! Come out, did I you imagine. just did you just say fans as in plural? <laughs> yes, yes. The Kansas football fans. What I mean is, you know, the dozen or so. No, I'm. Uh, they, there will be people there to see Les Miles, okay. and and I think. Uh, yeah, I think it'll be interesting. I'll probably tune in to watch a little bit. Not that I think Kansas is going to be good this year, because I don't think they're going to be good this year, but. Uh, it will be, put it this way, it will be worth the $0 price of flipping the channel over to see Les Miles in a Kansas hat, and uh, that'll be pretty cool to see. It's been a few years. Um, I think Indiana State will come in looking for a, I'm not even going to do quotes, I'm going to say Power 5 win, and yep. they can uh, uh, they will uh, they will have a shot at doing that. I don't know if I would pick Indiana State to go into Kansas and win, but Either team, I mean, Kansas is not going to be a good team this year, period. And uh, Indiana State could, could make it a close game. And like I say, it's probably been circled on their calendar. It is a Power 5 program, even if it's 
bottom tier. So I think it'll be a good game. Well, I know it was last year, different coaching staff and more, but Kansas last year lost at home early in the season to FCS program Nichols State. The Colonels went in there to Lawrence and pulled off the FCS versus Power 5 upset. And Matt, you have inspired me to come up with a new hat design. Make Kansas football great again. (laughs) <laughs> it should have, you know what it should have a picture of mark mangino on it okay because, uh, <laughs> he was the last one that did that maybe the only one another fcs versus big 12 potential trap game the northern iowa panthers kurt warner's team heading in to Ames for this one shouldn't be too big of a upset there i think iowa state will prevail let's get to some of our southern big 12 teams matthew james madison they got a new coach their head coach mike houston from last year moved on to east carolina and they're facing off against the west virginia mountaineers at milan pusker stadium and the nears have a new coach this year well you know the west virginia situation is interesting um you you don't typically see a coach leave a a power five job with a good following and you know a program that has been a top 10 team in and out or in and out of the top 10 over the last several years and been in the hunt to win the big 12 um on a semi-regular basis i mean you don't see a guy like that leave to go to a a group of five program which is what he did to go to the university of houston now uh, he's got a history at the university of houston of course um and people at the university of houston have fond memories of what he did there and and, uh, in the past but yeah a real weird story i think that was kind of an underrated uh underrated tale of leaving a power five league where you've had great success well you know success is relative but very good success went a lot uh, from time to time at west virginia and then moving to the to the group five but that's what he did and uh, west virginia of course picked up neil brown who is uh, the former head coach of troy he's got big 12 uh, pedigree as well spent some time at texas tech under uh, Tommy Tuberville back in uh, the the day, as they say, running the offense. So uh, not unfamiliar with the Big 12 foes he's going to be playing there. And he runs a very unique, I call it the Prairie Dog type offense, which means uh, it's a kind of a spread offense. But everybody looks over at the coach every time to get the playbook in there. And it looks looks like Prairie Dog's popping up out of the ground. It's interesting <laughs> to watch. But it's effective. Um, and I think he'll have success there. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't count on an upset uh, in Morgantown for sure. But will be interesting to see a non-Dana Holgerson coached uh, West Virginia team. All right, it's the Dukes of JMU and West Virginia, and we get closer to sunset on Saturday. Another FCS versus Big Twelve matchup. The Montana State Bobcats are going to be taking on the Texas Tech Red Raiders. The Raiders have a new head coach there in Lubbock. And what are your thoughts on that for this team getting into the season? Yeah, with Cliff Kingsbury, another weird story. The the Big 12 is full of weird stories. You got one coach leaving West Virginia to go to a Power 5 school. Or pardon me, going from a Power 5 school. Yeah, going from a Power 5 to a Group of 5 school, which is unheard of. And then you have... Uh, another coach in Cliff Kingsbury getting fired and then getting hired by the NFL. So uh, you get you get fired for uh, for lackluster performance at your college, and then you uh, then you get hired by an NFL team. So lots of crazy stories. Um, you know, Matt Wells is the coach for Texas Tech. He is 
uh, a former Utah State head coach, and he's had mixed results in the past at Utah State. A couple good seasons, a couple not-so-good seasons. I think his record overall, actually, Utah State's close to 500. So another uh, what could be looked at as curious hire, but uh, the uh, – the athletics director, Kirby Hoka of Texas Tech, went all in on, on, on Matt Wells, seeing something that maybe not a whole lot of other people did see. So, uh, you know, Tech has, has struggled under Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, they've they've uh, spent a few years with the NFL MVP, putting up hundreds and thousands of yards and points and giving up hundreds and thousands of yards and points. and <laughs> Not really uh, – you know, you had games in the past with Patrick Mahomes throwing for 850 yards against Oklahoma and losing the game by by three points. So it's kind of – it's been kind of that way. Matt Wells will bring a different kind of mindset. I don't think anybody knows what kind of mindset or what he's going to bring, uh, but I don't anticipate uh, – well, I'll put it this way. Uh, I don't anticipate any fireworks in Lubbock. They've already got some injuries going on out there in Montana State will be ready to play. Uh, they will probably line up and run some hard-nosed option. They will probably run a lot of dive plays. They'll do a little bit of play action. And the Red Raiders are pretty soft on defense, particularly on the defensive line. So I would anticipate uh, that Tech will win. But it could be closer than anybody thinks going into the, the late part of the game. So that may be worth checking out. And if you want to stumble into Lubbock at Jones AT&T Stadium for the game, I saw recently tickets start at 6 bucks. That's a pretty good deal. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great deal and it, <laughs> it shows you uh shows you the level of excitement for uh, Texas Tech football at this point in time and I hate to hate to be sarcastic, but that's true. It just well, has nobody nobody uh Nobody knows what's going to happen out there with the, with I understand. the new regime. I yeah. understand. Well, Stephen F. Austin, the Lumberjacks travel down to Baylor for a game at McLean Stadium. That's on Saturday night. As Baylor, I'm hearing some love. I was tuned in this past weekend to Big 12 on Satellite Radio Talk, and they were saying the Bears might go 9-3. and three. Were those guys smoking something? Yeah, I think, well, I think they've been drinking the Brazos water, which you're not supposed to do. Um, it's It's... But I like Baylor. I mean, I like Matt Rule. I think he's done an admirable, an admirable job, kind of pulling the Baylor Bears out of the cesspool of just the worst situation you could imagine after Art Browse left. And I hate the word "left." <laughs> Run out of town with tar and feather all over him. Um, Submerged. He was submerged in the Brazos. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, and the Brazos got dirtier because of it. So Matt Rule's done a great job pulling that program from the depths. I, I don't see them winning nine games. Uh, that's That seems to be a bit uh, optimistic for me. They've still got some pretty serious defensive issues, and their offensive game plan, I think, is still coming into uh, focus as far as what Matt Rule really wants to run. He's not running the Art Browse, you know, Fun and gun, or the uh, the the deep spread, uh, the Baylor used to run, where you you know you've got uh, got delayed handoffs and you've got forty yard bombs left and right. He's not running that. He's also not running a bounce offense. I think he'll figure it out a little bit, and I think Baylor is starting to recover uh, somewhat from the defections and the loss of uh, players that just kind of bailed out of that place after Art Browse. But I think they'll be solid. I think Baylor will make a bowl game. Um, I'm not sure about nine wins. That's pretty optimistic there in Waco. But uh, 
I think he's done a good job. He's done an admirable job. He's had an uphill battle. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. All right. K-State's got a new coach. Do you know who that is this year? Oh, they it got, they got the guy from, uh, from uh, North Dakota State. I forgot his name. Oh. Uh, I just know it's not Bill Snyder. No, it's so, not Bill uh, Snyder. But they got a guy who's won like four national championships on yes. the FCS level. So, yeah, that's impressive. Uh, you know, and sometimes I think those hires can be better than uh, better than a flashy guy that maybe has had uh, you know kind of kind of fallen apart. So, you know, Kansas State's a unique job. Um, it's been the Bill Snyder show literally forever. I mean, I think they hired a guy by the name of Ron Prince for three seasons several years back, and then Bill Snyder came out of retirement put the cape on again and kind of sweep back in to to put the thing back on the tracks but even he was losing steam i think you know bill snyder heck of a guy heck of a coach i think he's at least 80 at this point so he's retired once more and uh you know the wildcats will it'll be interesting to see what kind of offense they run north dakota state uh, does not run a big 12 style offense whatsoever so well but neither did kansas state when they were mm-hmm. you know they're in the big 12 but neither have they so it's probably a pretty good fit Kansas State is the hard-nosed kind of old-school, traditional lineup uh, type of football program in a, in a sea of Big 12 uh, spread offenses. So um, should be good. Manhattan loves their football. It's a, it's a really underrated fan base there. And uh, you know, But, hey, it'll be weird not to see Bill Snyder. And never count them out. The guys come back so many times. <laughs> he's come back three times. He coached there in the past, resurrected the program, Left, came back, left, came back. So as long as he's still tooling around in his shop at the house, you know, don't count him out. He's he's come back more than once. Chris Kleeman, the new coach in Manhattan for K-State, and he's like, Bill Snyder, stay away from here, even though the stadium's named after you. That's right. He's like, hope you enjoy your house, you know, relax. Here's a... Here's a new couch for you. You know, just relax, dude. Stay at, stay at your house. TCU hopes to get the season off a little bit better this year. Arkansas Pine Bluff goes into Amon Carter Stadium for a game Saturday night. And now to the games that matter in the Big 12, I say matter. At least they're better than maybe some of these other matchups we've told you about. At DKR in Austin on the 40 Acres, the Texas Longhorns have the Louisiana Tech Bulldogs coming into town for a matchup. And then on Sunday... You have a game, probably the best matchup of the Big 12. The Houston Cougars, the aforementioned Cougars under Dana Holgerson, go to Norman for a game against the Oklahoma Sooners. So, Mr. Hermans, our barbecue yes, barrister and Big 12 barrister, what about the Horns and the Sooners heading into this first weekend? Yeah. Well, one of those games is interesting. The other one isn't. Um, Louisiana Tech is is, is not going to have fun in Austin, I would imagine. That's uh, – I think uh, Texas is going to be. Hey, 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 hey. I remember What's a team that? called the Maryland Terrapins that were supposed to go into uh, Texas. Yes. And they not only won there, they backed it up with a win there in the D.C. area that's last right. year. That's right. Yes. And that's oh, fond memories. You bring back some glorious memories for me as uh, somebody who did not graduate from the University. Oh, of you're Texas, a big Maryland. You and Scott Van Pelt were both. I was. Yes. For those two games, I felt like I was a big Terrapin fan, though. But, uh, Texas, unfortunately, or fortunately for the Longhorn fans out there, is going to be a lot better than the team, in my opinion, the team that lost to Maryland. Um, they've got a lot coming back. They've got a lot coming back on defense. They finally found a quarterback, I would say, the the only uh, quarterback that seems like a sure thing it's probably since Colt McCoy. That's been a very long time at Texas. They've gone through a literal carousel of, of highly ranked kids coming in there that just 
couldn't play. Um, from Garrett Gilbert to Gerard Hurd, who played wide receiver after after not making the cut. But Sam Ellinger is, is is looks to be a heck of a player. I think they found that going on. They've got a good wide receiver core, and the defense should be good. So I think a uh, nice little warm-up. Louisiana Tech uh, probably not going to have a fun day in Austin. Now the other game uh, is interesting to me, the Oklahoma Sooners. Is this the one you would consider interesting, this one you're about yes. to talk about? Okay. Yeah, ab- absolutely, and I'll tell you why. So Oklahoma is going to be a very good team this year, but I think we've talked briefly before that their starting quarterback, um, Jalen Hurts from Alabama, is going to be, I believe he's going to be, uh, he's going to have some growing pains working into that Lincoln-Riley offense. And I expect some of those growing pains to be shown and to be exploited by Houston. Make no mistake, Houston is not a rebuilding program. They, they do have a new coach. Dan Hogerson is a new coach. That is true. But that is a good team. That was a good team last year. That was a good team the year before. I anticipate that will be a good team this year. Uh, so I'm not I'm not calling an upset. Norman is an incredibly difficult place to lose, and uh, or pardon me, is an incredible place to win for a road team. Uh, but Iowa uh, yeah, State did it. Iowa State has done it, and it does happen. <laughs> but if, if you look at the overall record, Army should have done it. That's right. A lot of people should have done it. I could think about a lot of people that should have done it, but they've got got a pretty solid record there and i think it might prove to be a little too much on the the offensive defensive line defensive line houston lost their their stud defensive player um at oliver to the nfl draft so that'll be a hole for them but houston's going to be a good team they're going to be ready to play they're going to have more experience uh at least offensively uh, more playing time under their belts than say a jalen hurts run offensive uh crew at oklahoma so i would expect to see some growing pains a little bit of struggle there maybe for the oklahoma offense getting started and u of h can score they can play so i would anticipate this to be a little bit closer than people think well i had someone close to the alabama program told me over the weekend that jalen hurts really can't throw the ball very good so if if that's still if that's still the case matt yeah. So I've been, so that's, I'm glad you brought that up. So I've been kind of um, diplomatic about it. I don't think he can throw the ball very good either. So, okay. well, uh, which, I, is, which is, if we which know is that, if we know that, then Dana Holgerson knows that and every other opponent on o- right. OU's schedule this year knows that. The, correct. So, so you, so what they're going to do, I would imagine, is they're going to make them throw the ball all over the field. Oklahoma's probably going to, like I said before, that offense at Oklahoma is is calculus compared to the uh, addition and subtraction that that Alabama runs. <laughs> people people may say people may say no way Alabama's is a wonderful team. It's fantastic. That's true, but they don't have to do anything special on offense. They get the best players in the country. They line them up and they run play action. You know NFL type offense from 1988. That's what they do, and they win with it every year. Oklahoma doesn't do that. Oklahoma runs a spread offense, three, four, five options out there that Jalen Hurts is going to have to think of. I would imagine they try to start him off slow, so handoffs, a couple little check downs. I mean, you know, if he throws the ball 50 times, uh, Houston will win. All right. Put it that way. There you have it. That game Sunday evening on ABC from Gaylord Family Oklahoma Memorial Stadium. It's the UH Cougars and the Oklahoma Sooners. And that will wrap up your Big 12 schedule for this first week. We're not done talking with Matt Hermans. When we come back on the Y'all Show, we're going to switch over and talk about 
not only is he the barbecue barrister and Big 12 barrister, he just, he, he's he got it all, y'all. And that's why he's going to be standing by to switch over from the gridiron to the grill. That's up next. Hey, Dad, want to shoot some hoops? In a bit, buddy. I promise. Allegra knows that allergy symptoms can get in the way of enjoying the moment. I'll just play by myself. For outdoor and indoor allergies, get Allegra. It's the fastest non-drowsy allergy relief. It starts working in one hour, helping you break through your worst allergy symptoms with continuous 24-hour relief. Yes! Great shot, buddy. Let's play another game. You're on, Dad. Get Allegra and get back to the moment. Among single-ingredient OTC-branded oral antihistamines. Use as directed. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter. The smartest way to hire. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. We got 24 tall boys on the chill. Yeah, 14 of them's mine. A little Marshall Tucker on the radio. You know we're just catching a little groove before the show. We ain't playing nothing slow at the parking lot party. A tailgate buzz just a sipping on suds ain't ever too early. To light one up, fill up your cup, cause I ain't no party like Final segment on this Tuesday, y'all talk with a Southern accent. We've got the barrister back with us after we've kind of dove in with him and headfirst into the Big 12 kiddie pool. Now it's time to get into the giant adult pool of grilling. It's time for college football huge huge bigly starting thursday you got all kind of games games friday saturday sunday monday it is college football and it's great and we are glad to have it so barbecue barrister matt hermans what do we need to do to get ready for this opening weekend of ncaa football it's 150th birthday this year 
That's right. That's right. CFB 150. Been seeing that on ESPN. Pretty awesome. So, first of all, pop the champagne. It's that time of year. We had a little taste last weekend, but this is the big time. This is the opening curtain. This is one of the best weekends of the year, in my opinion, because you do have four days of football. And uh, awesome. So, I would say make the most of it. It's Labor Day weekend. Uh, Labor Day falls. Labor Day is a guaranteed three-day weekend. This is not one of those. Can I can I correct you, Barrister? This is a five-day college football weekend. Thursday, oh, Friday, Thursday. Saturday, Oof. Sunday, and Monday. My goodness, even better than I imagined. Uh, um, you're right. You are right. So this is uh, this is an extravaganza on par with essentially bowl season. You won't see another week like this throughout until uh, the end of the season. So enjoy it. Get your grill fired up. Get your smoker rolling. Um, just enjoy the heck out of it. Get your cooler filled up, you know, with, with ice-cold waters <laughs> and things of that nature. And, uh, you know, enjoy some beverages. Get the smoker going. Have some friends over. But, you know, it's a marathon, not a sprint. So, uh, <laughs> you you know, take, take your time. You want to enjoy all the days of the weekend and all the football games and not have to recover on Saturday or Sunday. So that's my advice. Well, last year at this same mark, this Labor Day weekend, we had you come on here, and you actually went to a road game that Labor Day weekend, and you tailgated in the parking lot. So Barbecue Barrister, as a friendly reminder for those who have cobwebs, literally and figuratively, both on the grill and in their head because they haven't done this in a while, what are some of the really important things they need to know for their grill, getting ready for Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, whatever day they're going to tailgate, that they need to be prepared for. Mm. What, what, what's something that happens over these last nine months that they weren't expecting that they need to have their grill ready for? Well, I will say this. The number one thing, um, if you're going to go tailgate, and I hope I hope a lot of folks are getting out there to tailgate. This is going to be hot, but... You know, it's one of those weekends. If I could do it, I'd be doing it this weekend. But uh, I would say make sure wherever you're going to go, and and you reminded me of a good thing. We were at an NFL stadium last year watching a college game, of course, but at an NFL stadium, and they have specific rules about what you can and can't do, what you can and can't bring. Sometimes, you know, you you can get your plan in your head. You can get your – uh, kind of your meat laid out and you've got a decision and, and, a, and an idea of what's going to happen. I mean, you can't bring anything in. So uh, that's kind of what happened to us last year. So what I did was went ahead and pre-cooked the barbecue and I brought it into the stadium and did not have to use a grill or a smoker in any way, shape or form. And uh, But I did not have to sac- sacrifice the uh, you know, the greatness of barbecue and college football. So I would say uh, to anybody who's going to a new place, particularly a pro stadium, it's a little different uh, than you're tailgating on campus in a place in the SEC, for instance. There's a lot of different type of rules. So check check on what you can bring. If you can't bring anything uh, grill-wise or smoker-wise, that doesn't mean you have to quit. That doesn't mean you have to bring uh, fast food or something like that. You can still barbecue I just get it ready the night before. Get yourself a little sterno and a warming kit, about ten bucks at Walmart, and serve your barbecue that way. You just can't have the smoker out there. That's my that's my advice based on what I did last year. I, I mess up 
I made a mistake so everybody else can learn. Okay, well, we're glad that you're our sacrificial lamb or sacrificial <laughs> pig here since we're That's talking right. barbecue and more. Hey, Barrister, this is a weekend where you've got a lot of teams playing at NFL stadiums. They're playing uh-huh. at these neutral site stadiums. Now, if you are going to a home game at your normal place, your regular home stadium, or you're going, if you're a visiting team going to a, a team that's going to be playing at their home facility, go to that school's official website most every college program now has kind of a game day link a game day right. website that has the rules and regulations so that's Absolutely. that's my first bit of advice now the question is when they play at these neutral site games and, and especially at these nfl stadiums how would you have known the rules prior to showing up there last year well i did at the at the last minute so that allowed me to go ahead and prep the day before but i hadn't thought about it ahead of time so what i did was same thing. I uh, just like the college uh, venues, the college uh, campuses have the the game day rules and regulations. So do the NFL teams. They have a stadium um, rule list and rule book about what you can do. And typically, the NFL stadiums are going to be a little bit more uh, restrictive, at least from from my experience. So, uh, same deal. Get on there, look for when the tailgate opens. A lot of times. At an NFL tailgate, you won't be able to set up shop four or five hours ahead of time. Sometimes it's two hours ahead. Sometimes it's an hour and a half ahead of time. I know in my particular venue, it was it was two hours ahead of kickoff, which for a you know a big time college tailgater, that's not a whole lot of time. So you want to make your make your time worth it. And last thing you want to do is show up in traffic trying to get into an NFL stadium and sit there for two hours, nothing to do. So uh, they have the same type of thing. You need to look it up and see what you can and can't bring, cooler-wise. There's all kinds of rules. Yeah, well, okay, maybe I had a car key in my ear there. What's the two hours you were telling me before kickoff? You, you can't yeah. cook, cook prior to two hours? Can't, well, you can't get in. Some of these NFL stadiums won't let you in, even into the parking lot or the area until, you know, what, what, what most college tailgaters would consider – a very very short period of time ahead of time. I think for us it was two hours uh, ahead of um, ahead of the kickoff. That's the earliest time you could get in and set up. So it's a pretty short period of time. So plan your cook. If you can cook, then uh, make sure you can fit it within that window. Last thing you want to do is have to rush around for you know the period of time you're tailgating and then haul your rear end directly over to your seat while your grill's still hot. So. Uh, that's the most important thing I would say is figure out when they open. If you got an 11 o'clock kick, check the website. They may only open at 8 o'clock. They may open at 9 o'clock. So uh, hmm. figure that out ahead of time. And again, you said it beautifully. You got to plan your cook, but uh, you got to kind of plan your drink too at that time. Of, <laughs> that's right. That time range they give you, man. That's, that's, too, that, that's rough. That is rough. It is rough. Yeah, I'm used to. And a lot of us out there, not just me, you look, you're, you're used to Saturday tailgating across the South. You're thinking, I'm going to be there five, six hours early and sit there and relax, pop some tops, hang out with my buddies and watch the kiddos run around and then, uh, you know, relax. Uh, but no, if you got two hours, you got to speed that process up. <laughs> that's not a lot of fun nfl if you're listening you need to change your rules no wonder college football is a lot better than you and remember the nfl was on the forefront of this thing they kind of came out with that whole clear bag policy that's uh-huh. kind of become a norm 
in most of our sporting venues now. So if you don't have you a clear bag and you want to go in the stadium, you might want to get one real soon. Matt Herman's yep. our barbecue barrister. We can't thank you enough for letting us in on your fun, both for Big 12 football as well as the barbecue and grilling scene for this opening weekend of college football and we can't wait to revisit with you next weekend and and find out what all is going on sir i can't wait happy smoking across the south and happy football season all right barbecue barrister and big 12 barrister mad hermans well that will wrap up our tuesday y'all show thank you so much for listening when you join us on wednesday we're going to have country music talk and a whole lot more good stuff including acc football as the y'all show continues our fun leading you up to kickoff and to the grilling and everything in between thanks for listening to y'all talk with the southern accent we'll see you tomorrow Honey, I just switched the family to Boost Mobile and we got so much more. Awesome. Like what? We got four free LG Stylo 5 phones for the whole family. Four lines for just $100 a month with unlimited gigs. I smashed up the car a bit. And they have a super reliable, super fast nationwide network. Whoa, four free LG... Wait, back up. Did you just say you... Four free LG Stylo 5 phones? Yep. No, no. Something about the car? Oh, you mean Boost super reliable, super fast network. Before that, the car smashing thing. What? The smashing deal we got? Four lines for $100 a month? No. Between the four lines for $100 a month and the unlimited gigs part, you said I smashed up the car a bit. I did. It's completely smashed. We need a new vehicle. But four free phones. Boost Mobile, the switch that gives you more. Offer for new customers only. Ends 916.19. First line is $100 a month. Lines 2 to 4 free. Requires one port from eligible carrier and activation. Mobile optimized data. Coverage and offers not available everywhere. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details.